From Hollywood, Colgate Tooth Powder presents The Mel Blanc Show, written by Max Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kern, Hans Conried, Elvia Allman, Earl Ross, the sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle, brings you to The Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Starring himself in person, Mel Blank. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, spring has come to Mel Blank's little town, as it usually does this time of year. The petunias that were planted in winter have come up as radishes, and young couples are contemplating marriage. In Blum's Candy Shop, where they are wont to meet, we hear them talking, and Tommy Bassett says to Kay Gibbs, Kay, we got enough money in the Peggy Bank. Now we can get married. And Elroy Short says to Mary Davis, Mary, we got enough money in the Peggy Bank. Now we can get married. And in Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop, where Mel has been sitting with his girl, Betty Colby, Mel is saying, Betty, we've got enough money. Now we can buy a Peggy Bank. <laughs> about money. I'll marry you anyway. I don't care if we have to use packing boxes for furniture and orange crates for a table. Oh, Betty, all that'll come later. We'll have to live cheaply at first. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I had money, Betty, so we could get married in style. Well, why don't you try to do something to improve business? Oh, Betty, I did. I had a sign painter make me a sign reading, complying with President Truman's request, I am reducing prices 10%. Well, where's the sign? Well, I haven't got it. The sign painter raised his prices, and I couldn't afford to pay for it. The trouble with you, Mel, is you're too conservative. You've got to take chances to get ahead. Maybe if you'd gamble, you'd win. Betty, that's one thing I never do. Gamble? No, win. <laughs> well, now, you can't get anywhere in business unless you take a chance. Look at Robert Fulton. He gambled on the steamboat. You mean they had gambling ships even then? <laughs> Well, Betty, I thought I'd surprise you, but you might as well know. I am taking a chance, but this one I'm sure of. I can't fail. Oh, what did you do? I bought oil stock. I invested my life savings. Thirty dollars. Well, how did you ever save thirty dollars? Well, I went without cigarettes, no movies, saved car fare by walking to the fix-it shop, went without lunches for a whole month. And, of course, the bank loaned me twenty-nine dollars. <laughs> Betty, as soon as that oil starts gushing in... Oh, uh, hello, Betty. Hello, Father. Hello, Mr. Colby. Mel Blank, you confounded it. I asked you to fix my electric blanket. What did you do to it? Well, I fixed it, Mr. Colby. But I was fixing fixing an electric toaster at the same time, and I may have gotten the parts mixed up. A toaster? Huh, that explains it. Every time I begin to get warm under the blanket, it pops me out of bed. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Colby, no wonder you look scraped on one side this morning. Oh, and you want to marry Betty. How can an idiot possibly support my daughter? Don't worry, Mr. Colby. You've been doing very well. What? Oh, I mean you. You, you have to support her someday. After all, I'm not going to live forever. Have you ever thought about that? Very often. Well, you're too lazy to work for your money, but not me. Why, when I was a young man, I kept my nose to the grindstone for 15 years. You know what they call me today? Yeah, needle nose. <laughs> 
Daddy, don't worry about Mel. He's going to be rich very soon. That's right, Betty. When that gusher comes in, I'll be a millionaire. And I'll buy you everything you could possibly want. Cars by Cadillac, diamonds by Tiffany, furs by I.J. Mink. That's I.J. Fox. Betty, we can afford Mink. Just a second, Blank. Where do you intend to get all this money? Well, I bought some oil stock from Mrs. Grimes' brother. Mrs. Grimes? Well, she's the richest woman in town. If her brother sold it to you, that, that stock must be good. Uh, where can I get hold of her brother? I don't know, Mr. Colby. He's pretty ticklish. Well, never mind. I'll find him myself. Well, Mel, my future son-in-law, I always said you'd go places. Yeah, and I remember the places you said I could go. <laughs> Welcome, Betty. Goodbye, Mel. We'll see you at the horse show. Yeah, at the horse show. <laughs> Make a little money, already it's gone to his head. Well, it's not going to happen to me. When I get rich, people will still be able to say, there goes Mel Blank. I knew him when he was just a poor, stupid jerk. But now he's got a million dollars and it hasn't changed him a bit. <laughs> Why, I'll be so rich. Hello, Melvin. Oh, hello. <laughs> On my way to Professor Patrick for my singing lesson, I thought I'd drop in. Well, I'm glad you did, Mrs. Grimes, because I was just going to ask oh, you. Oh, a... Melvin, let's not discuss prosaic things. Oh, just listen, listen to my singing lesson for today. Oh, the root mandolin. Somebody ought to tell her to hit the road. <laughs> And the dawn comes up like thunder. <laughs> the worst weather report I ever heard. Out of China, cruise <laughs> Melvin, that's the road to Bandolay. How did you like it? Sounds like you took all the detours. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Grimes, where can I get a hold of your brother? I want to see him about some Sunnyville oil stock. My brother's oil stock? Why, Melvin, it's worthless. And so is my brother. What? Worthless? Not worth a penny. Well, goodbye, Melvin. <laughs> I'd better stop Mr. Colby before he buys that oil stock. If he gets stuck with all that oil, he'll boil me in it. Huh. My mother didn't raise me to be a potato chip. <laughs> and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet, then try Colgate Tooth Powder. For the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate Tooth Powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate Tooth Powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. 
Victor Miller and the Sportsman join to serenade that popular young lady, Linda. I never count cheap. I count all the charms about Linda. And lately it seems, in all of my dreams, I walk with my arms about Linda. But what good does it do me? For Linda doesn't know I exist. And I can't help feeling gloomy when I think of all the love and I've missed. When we pass on the street, my heart gives a beat. I say to myself, hello, Linda, if only she'd smile, I'd stop her a while, and then I'd get to know Linda, but miracles do happen, and when my lucky star begins to shine, with one lucky break, I'll make Linda mine, I say to myself, hello, Linda. And this time it's really trouble, for not only has Mel invested his own money in phony oil stock, but on his advice, Mr. Colby is going to invest too. Mel is just about to leave his fix-it shop to try to stop Mr. Colby, when in comes no help at all in the person of the town, Bo Brummel, Hartley Benson. Oh, it's you, Hartley. Sorry, I can't talk now. I know just how you feel, Mel. Everyone is struck speechless by the beauty of great, big, adorable me. <laughs> Boy, I'm so full of charms, I love to hold myself in my arms. Hartley, you must think you're the most beautiful person in the world. Mel, that is not only my opinion. Have you seen the new Petty Girl calendar? No, why? I am the month of May. <laughs> you should see me. March wore a small archery costume. April wore a one-piece bathing suit. But I'm the most outstanding one of all. What are you wearing? A midriff sweatshirt. <laughs> so you see, Mel, my picture hangs in every woman's kitchen. So does flypaper. <laughs> Listen, Hartley, you're not such a man of distinction with the women. Oh, no? Well, form your own conclusion, Mel. But surveys show that among the women of America, I cause more heartburn than French fried onions. <laughs> Hartley, instead of running around so much, why don't you get married? What, and break up a beautiful friendship with myself? <laughs> the women are content with just a little souvenir from me. Yesterday, I gave locks of my hair to all the girls in town. Well, that's nothing unusual. At this time of year, all dogs are shedding. <laughs> oh, that does it! You've humiliated me. In fact, I'm so humili, I could eat it. <laughs> So I will just deliver this message and go. 
Mr. Colby bought $100 worth of stock, and Mrs. Grimes' brother is coming to his house tonight, and he is buying more stock. So goodbye, you buffoon. I'll never know what bliss is until I make myself Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> so long, Mel. Nice seeing me. <laughs> what a character. <laughs> Buff and drop this muffler. <laughs> oh, but when Mr. Colby finds out the stock is phony, he'll drop me on my muffler. I gotta stop him from buying more. Greetings, <laughs> great and mighty zebra. How's your little cucumber? Mel, if you mean my wife, it's Pickle Puss. <laughs> Yesterday we were driving downtown and she said, John, if you drive over 25 miles an hour, I'll die. Well, what happened? I got a ticket for speeding. <laughs> Mighty potentate, if you feel that way about your wife, why did you ever get spliced? Mel, drawn and quartered is the word. <laughs> I was young and it was love. I worshipped the ground she had her money invested in. Say, <laughs> hey, what did she look like? Mel, have you ever heard the saying, a rag, a bone, and a hank of hair? Yeah. Stick a set of false teeth into it, and that's her. <laughs> you know, Mel, if she dies, I get all her money, but the doctor says she'll be here for quite a while, so I'm trying to figure out one thing. What's that? How can I go now and come back when she's gone? <laughs> I can't get a penny of it now. Well, why not? Doesn't she know she can't take it with her? Mel, she has to. It's the only way she can get in. <laughs> What a woman. Yesterday, we were in a shooting gallery, and as I picked up the gun, she stuck her face in front of me and said, John, shoot the clay pipe. Shoot the bullseye. Shoot the old duck. <laughs> Damn, what a temptation. <laughs> Listen to my troubles, mighty potentate. On my recommendation, Mr. Colby bought some phony oil stock from Mrs. Grimes' brother. And he's going to buy even more tonight, and I don't know how to stop him. Oh, he tried to sell me some, too. Mel, I got an idea. Swindle a swindler. Pretend that oil was really discovered on that land, and I'll bet that Mrs. Grimes' brother will buy it back. Say, that's a great idea. Well, so long, Mel. I got to be going now. Where are you going? Well, Mel, I can do one of two things. I can go to the movies and see the Red House, or I can go home and look at the Quonset hot I marry. So <laughs> long, Mel. What an idea. Pretend that oil was really discovered. Oh, but Mrs. Grimes' brother will recognize me. I know what I'll do. I'll impersonate a southern colonel who owns the land. Now to send Zuki over to Colby's to tell him my plan. Oh, Zuki! Zuki! Zuki, you mean Mrs. Grimes' brother is a swindler and my stock is worthless? Uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, but don't worry, Mr. Colby. Uh, me, me, Mel will get your money, but that money, but that money, but uh, he'll take care of every uh, every, uh, every uh, you won't lose a uh, you won't lose a uh, you, you. <laughs> if I was you, I'd blow my brains out. Well, Southern Colonel or not, you tell Mel if he doesn't get Mrs. Grimes' brother to buy back my stock, I'll blow his brains out. <laughs> 
Mr. Ross, I don't have too much money to invest. Yes, but, Mr. Colby, uh, only because you happen to be a dear, dear friend of my sister, Mrs. Grimes, do I allow you to buy more shares of this remarkable Sunnyville oil stock at rock-bottom inflated prices. Now, just sign this blank check. Sign a blank check? But I don't know for how much it's made out. Mr. Colby, I trust you. Come on, now. Uh, just a minute, just a minute, please. Uh, I'm expecting a friend to call. Oh, uh, this must be him now. Oh, good evening, sir. Hello, Mr. Colby, you all. Uh, you remember me, Colonel Ulysses S. Lee? Oh, uh, uh, Colonel, uh, meet Mr. Ross. Ulysses S. Lee? That's a funny name. Half Southern, half Northern. That's right. Uh, the stalk was shot down over the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> oh, but I'm from the South. The South. In fact, so deep, where I come from, we call Senator Claghorn a Don Yankee. <laughs> well, uh, sit down, Colonel Lee. I'd like to offer you a drink, but I don't have any mint julep. Oh, that's all right. Just give me some bourbon and swamp water. Uh, <laughs> Miss Colby, I came to give you a tip on some oil stock. Got it straight from the horse's mouth. Really? What's the tip? <laughs> Just a second, just a second. It seems to me that I've seen you before. Are you really from the South? Man, don't question me. I come from the... <laughs> in fact, the other day I cut myself and bled Southern Comfort. <laughs> Mr. Colby, oil was discovered on my property, and that makes Sunnyville oil stock worth a fortune. You should see that oil gushing. Is it refined? Refined? Why, that oil is so refined, when it gushes past you, it says, Excuse me all. Now, just a second. I happen to know Sunnyville Land is owned by a farmer, and it isn't even in the South. Uh, uh, do you know this farmer? No, not personally. Well, uh, in that case, I've I got to be going. I, uh... I think I'll go bowling. Now, wait a minute. We'll go to the bowling alley with you. What alley? I told you I'm from the deep south. When I bowl, I bowl weevils. <laughs> Mighty peculiar chat. Now to get back to the oil stock, Mr. Uh, just a second. Uh, I hope this oil stock is good. Good? Why, I change it every thousand miles. Huh? No, I mean... <laughs> oh, I'll get that. Well, who's this? It's me, Mr. Colby Mel. Oh. Um, howdy, bub. Say, think the rain will hurt the roof of a barb? Uh, I take it, my good man, that you're a farmer. Yep, you took it right. Got all dressed up for a visit to the city. All dressed up? Look at your shoes. You only got one shoelace. Well, it was either that or not wear a tie. <laughs> Besides, I don't worry much about dressing. Spend all my time with the cows. Oh, but I've been having trouble with my cows lately. Milk one yesterday and got three quarts of milk. Milked her today and only got a half a pint. What's the matter? Don't know. Guess I'm losing my grip. <laughs> there, yes, I am. Well, one cow especially. <laughs> one cow especially is giving me lots of trouble. My two-galloner got the hiccups. Couldn't stop hiccuping. Was it a bad case? Well, for the last two weeks, she's been churning her own butter. She's been churning her own butter. <laughs> I got one hen that lays 45 eggs a day. She's a Rhode Island purple. No, no, no. You mean a Rhode Island red. When she lays 45 eggs, she's purple, Bob. <laughs> you grow vegetables on your farm, too? Yep, I grow carrots. Ah, uh, but I don't care much for them. They say carrots improve eyesight, but I don't believe it. Why not? 
The other day, I held a bunch of carrots over my eyes and I couldn't see a darn thing. <laughs> yeah, but I'm almost forgetting what I came here to tell you. Oil was discovered on my land in Sunnyvale. Oil? In Sunnyvale? Yep, so much oil that instead of milk, the cows had oil in their crank cases. <laughs> You're an astute businessman who realizes the value of a dollar. I have a proposition to make to you. I'd like to buy back that stock I sold you this afternoon. Well, I'll double your money. I'll give you $200 for the 100 you gave me. It's a deal. All right, here's the money. I'll take the stock. <laughs> Good day, gentlemen. It's been nice meeting you. Goodbye, Mr. Ross. <laughs> we sure outwitted him. Well, for once in your life, you did something right. A hundred dollars profit. <laughs> yeah, but what about me, Mr. Colby? You didn't sell my stock. Oh, Mel, I'm so sorry. I forgot all about you. Father, I think you were very unfair to Mel in not selling his stock. Betty, I've been waiting a long time to get even with that moron. Well... I think I'll turn on the radio and get some music. And for the last news item this evening, in a little town called Sunnyville, a farmer struck oil, millions of barrels. And for you lucky people who hold Sunnyville oil stock, ah, there's good news tonight. <laughs> oh, Father, did you hear that? Did I? Don't tell Mel. But I'm going to rush right down to his fixer shop and buy that stock back from him. Even if it cost me the $100 I made. Goodbye, Betty. All right, Mel, you can come out from behind the radio now. Uh, did I sound convincing? Well, Daddy's on his way to the fixer shop to buy your stock. Great, I'll beat him down there and have it all ready for him. Oh, Mel, you're so clever. Ah, uh, there's good news tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Blank will be back in just a minute. Use Colgate tooth powder keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. Dazzling teeth, a sweet breath. A beauty duet that comes from Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. Its pleasant-tasting foam bubbles through your mouth. When you rinse it out, your whole mouth feels excitingly clean and fresh, your breath sweet and wholesome. In seven cases out of ten, it's been proved that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And Colgate tooth powder really does a job of brightening your teeth. Yes, Colgate tooth powder reveals the natural brilliance, the true beauty of your teeth. So for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet, try Colgate tooth powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. <laughs> This is Mel Blank saying thanks for listening. Good night, and that's all. This is Buddy Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blank Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap films. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap films. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo 
And goodbye to dulling soap films. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a message from your government. There is a grave crisis in our whole educational system today. Schools are understaffed. Teachers are quitting because of poor pay and more attractive opportunities in other fields. The chief victims of these deplorable conditions are our children and our nation. So we'd like to urge all parents, all citizens, to work with local groups toward better conditions for teachers, better education for our children. Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>